What's up, guys, and welcome back to Beyond, Beyond the, the Void Horror Podcast. That's right, Patrick's back, and we're going to be doing a brand new episode of Robot Mayhem. This is episode 145 this week, guys, and we're going to be talking about two movies. One, Chopping Mall. And also, The Vindicator, which are both from 1986, but yeah. we figured we saved the So Bad It's Good one for last, at least I did, right? because well, most of you want to hear what we thought about Chopping Mall first. And we'll save the shitty one for all those hard, uh, hardcore fans out there and friends <laughs> who who like to listen to us like just tear apart a fucking so bad it's good film. Right. Well, they're they're both pretty much so bad it's good. Right. But there's a special brood of hell that uh, has people who made this movie, uh, The Vindicator. <laughs> it's not that terrible, but I'm just saying there's a difference between the two. I remember when I was watching it on YouTube, it said like Fox Movies at the bottom. I was like, they actually played this on TV. Right. Yeah. That's the one. Yeah. Because yeah. that's like it's all been lost. But we'll go over that later. How have you been this week? How's things going? I know we had a short week because right. we're recording on Tuesday, guys, so that I can cram everything in before I go to the Mad Monster uh, convention this weekend, which by the time you guys are hearing this, I'll have already gone. So <laughs> Time traveling. Yes. Man. It's a vacation away from home. It's a staycation. Right. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, it's going to be fun. We got a hotel room. You're right next to the casino, right? It's yeah. the same well, place it was last year. Christina's like, we'll save some money aside, you know, to go pull gamble, because you're really good at it. That's like nothing you should ever say to your significant right. other, by the way. It's all chance. Yeah. No one's good at gambling. Well, she <laughs> says that I always win whenever I play, and she never does. Oh, that's what Kelly says about me. And yeah. it's like, well, I just don't always fucking max bet this shit. You right. Fucking... I don't know if I'll be doing all that, but right. we'll definitely be eating out at some of the restaurant there like a couple of times a day probably because... They have a bingo hall over there. You want to play some bingo? <laughs> some bingo? <laughs> oh, that's right. Last time you went, you were like, uh, we'll see you in a little bit. And then we didn't see you. Like You were like gone till the rest of the night. Well, we went to go... I that's to, what it was. I yeah. wanted to get something to eat. And then we walked into that place and then like... Got sucked in. We didn't even play anything. We like well, we did play a little of the machines. Actually, so wait, you went you went last year, but only for Friday. Was it last year? Mm-hmm. Are you sure? Yeah, it was last. It wasn't year. the year before last? I thought it was this this past year. No, I think it was like two years ago. We went maybe. But I know. Yeah, we ended up meeting Sid Hag. Sid Hag. Sid Hag. Hag. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> He's a great guy. <laughs> Got an autograph from him. Uh, bought a cramps final. Yeah, that was last year. 
Was it? I'm pretty sure it was either that or the year before, but yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's the year before, but we digress. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm excited for it. So I, I, uh, I'm i going to get Tom Atkins. I'm going to get a at least an autograph picture or something. I don't know. I didn't want to pay for the, the photo op. They're gonna He's going to be doing it with Barbara Crampton, or not Barbara Crampton, Adrian Barbeau. Okay. And like other, somebody else, I think. I, I can't remember. But yeah, I just like to go to meet some people that like this shit a lot of times. Sure, you know, like meeting all those people. But like, it's weird for me because I don't like fanboy fanboy over people. And it's always like kind of weird. Like the ones that are really cool to you when you meet them, like that makes you feel so much better. Right. The ones that are like weird. And, and trust me, I'm not giving them shit for being weird because it is weird. <laughs> right. When you got like a hundred fanboys coming right, up to you like, every day. Right. Like you can't. But some people really embrace that shit, and when they do, it just makes you feel so much better about doing that awkward, mm. weird thing. A lot of other people are like, can you sign, like, these 10 items? <laughs> <laughs> like, here, I brought this sword in, you know? Like, my buddy has the chainsaw from fuck a chainsaw blade from Texas Chainsaw Massacre, oh, and really? he gets every one of the Leatherface or uh, I think anybody that was in... Uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre to sign it, which is cool. But lugging that bad boy around, dude, fuck. Fuck that. No shit. Anyway, but yeah, guys, uh, I think it might be that time. Oh, shit. Horse shots! All right, guys, so since we're going to be talking about two movies, Chopping Mall, and we're also talking about The Vindicator, this is probably more towards an ode to the Chopping Mall movie, so I usually pick one over the other. Right. But the reason I say that is because the other movie had different type of robot blood than this, than the Chopping Mall did. So I'm like, if we were to do that, that shot would have to be white. This shot is not, because the robot blood in The Vindicator was white. Right, and it kind of reminded me of when I saw the white blood. It reminded me of, uh, what was that movie called? I Come in Peace. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you go in pieces. <laughs> Which we should totally ever. watch that movie. I have it. I have The Dark Knight. I, I, don't, I think we did it before, but we were doing like five movies before. Remember when we were like like pounding them down? No, I don't remember watching that for the podcast. Oh, uh, well, no I, I, maybe with Brittany. I'd be down to watch it. I mean, it's, it's more of a sci-fi movie, but it's got some really good gore in it. But anyway, so we came up with a robot blood shot. And in this shot, you're going to basically take a little bit of Jägermeister, three-fourths of a shot. And then one-fourth of a shot of apple pucker. And this is the big part. In order to actually drink robot blood properly and to get the maximum punch, you're going to have to drink some motor oil. So whatever you can find in your parents' garage, uh, just chug it down. <laughs> Maybe a little WD-40 or something. Yeah. You know? <laughs> just start huffing uh, bleach and whatever else you can find in the house. <laughs> I don't think we're, we'd have kids listening necessarily, but yeah, don't do that if, you, it, if you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Uh, anyway, guys, so when you guys take this shot, guys, for real, though, you're going to have to say, have a nice shot. <laughs> yeah. So now we're going to do our celebratory. Uh, Sambuk. Sambuk. Is it celebratory or I don't know anymore. Who, Who cares? cares? By the time I've drank this, we won't be talking right anyway. So no. I think I was rambling last episode, guys. So forgive me a little bit. All right, man. Cheers. Cheers, bro. To another episode. Oh, don't clank, spill it. Clank. Sorry, we have to clank. Otherwise, it's not. It's not official. What do we do? Mm. That one hit harder than I think it's because we get towards the bottom. It's sugary. <laughs> 
It's yeah, all the all the book that settled at the all bottom. the book settles to the bottom. <laughs> it's the booty, the book end of the bottle. The sand part tasted great. <laughs> yeah, we already drank all the sugar out of this ship. No, it, it, all it is is sugar, dude. Whoo! Cheers, cheers, my friend. Salute. If you would like to try robot blood, and I guarantee you this is going to taste good, uh, unless you hate Jägermeister, then just, uh, you know, robot up, okay? Because it's time to drink. But uh, all you have to do is go to longlivethevoid.com, check out our hashtag horror shot section. But that's it for horror shots. All right, guys, so now we're going to go ahead and jump into our flesh and potatoes of robot mayhem with Chopping Mom and The Vindicator right now. We're going to go ahead and jump into the first movie, which is Chopping Mall. Uh, we did that for you guys because we know that most of you have probably not even heard of or know what the fuck the Vindicator are. Is <laughs> is uh, so the Sambuca is already starting up right there. Uh, but but yeah, Patrick, why don't you go ahead and kick it off with the first movie for this week? All right, don't fuck it up. So kidding. this movie was originally titled Killbots. Yeah, and it it didn't do well on its release, uh, and then so they took it off, and then they brought it back as Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. Chopping Mall. It's just a good play on words. It know? is. It really is. But the the storyline of this terrific film is <laughs> <laughs> a, a young group of shop employees stay late after closing to have a party. Okay. And uh, they, little do they know, the security robots, for some reason, they have security robots yeah. <laughs> in the 80s. Because this is a fancy Hollywood, <laughs> right. Hollywood mall. I think it was in LA. Was it? So lightning hits the radio tower and sends a surge through the robots, which Wait. sends them on. A killing rampage. Mm. So that's pretty much the story in a nutshell. It was it was directed by uh, Jim Wernowski. Okay, am I saying that right? Wernowski sounds right. All right. Who's a was a writer for one of my favorite movies was Forbidden World. And if you guys haven't seen that movie, I strongly suggest watching it. I love that movie, Forbidden Planet. Forbidden World. It is. You looked it up. Yeah. Okay. Cool. You're think there is a planet that's uh. I like Forbidden World, and I like that other one. Uh, there's two that are, right, like, yeah. that are so similar. Yeah, we that did both of those one time, I think. We did. Galaxy of Terror. Galaxy of Terror. Yeah, that's the one I... Re- that's my favorite. Right. Forbidden Galaxy Fo- of Terror is the one with Sid Haig yeah. and Robert England. Forbidden World is fun just because it's so bad it's good. Yeah. It's, like, really weird. Uh, but I love, like, Galaxy of Terror is one of my favorites. Yeah, and the art, the poster art, dude. Right. It's like, dude, put it anywhere. It looks beautiful. Right. <laughs> both of them, actually. But oh, yeah. y- you're right. They're both really good. And which, they do show the posters of those. In or, the movie. In the movie, yep. Mm-hmm. I can't remember which one it is. It's either Forbidden World or Galaxy of Terror. I think it's Forbidden World. But um, So, other than a writer of Forbidden World, he's also directed... Deathstalker 2. Ah, yeah, that's a good one. That's a really good, so bad it's good film, by the way. 967 Evil 2, the nice. astral plane. Right, which had uh, the first one. I don't know if he was in the second one, but the first oh, one Oh, sorry, the astral factor. Astral factor, yeah, factor. I was going to say, yeah. And uh, Not of This Earth. Okay. The Return of Swamp Thing and Ghoulies 4. 
There's more, but those are the ones I cherry-picked. Yeah, those are a good brood of bad films right there. Right. Like, yeah, it's a nice witch's yeah. brew. Uh, it, this movie was written by Jen Warnowski and Steve Mitchell. Now, I couldn't find much of what you know Steve Mitchell has actually written, but what I could find, 80s favorite cartoons that I hold near and dear to my heart, which would be G.I. Joe. He oh, wrote okay, a couple yeah. episodes for G.I. Joe and Transformers. And one of my wife's favorite. The, the movie you're talking about? No, the, the actual the cartoon show? okay. shows. Yeah. And one of my wife's favorite, uh, Jem. Oh, okay. And Interesting. Other, and other than that, he's, uh, he's actually did a documentary on Chopping Mall, I believe, called Chopping. Okay. The producer is Julie Corman, which is the wife of Roger Corman, one of our favorite, yeah. favorite directors, who is probably one of the hardest working directors in the industry. I mean, fucking movie after movie after movie right. after movie. I mean, there aren't all gems, but... Oh, they're, they're, there's something to be said. Yeah, he went for it, man. Like he, and then sometimes he made them really quick, and sometimes they weren't good. So, but they were all like, I would have loved to been a part of that crew, right? Making those movies, even though I heard he's like really strict sometimes. But you know, he's a great. Uh, well, this is a Roger Corman film, or he just got production. recognized too for like some award. Yeah, mm-hmm. but it's like a while ago, but. And uh, so Julie Corman, she's also produced uh, 1990s Brain Dead, which I know is one of your favorite. Yeah. And, you know, rest Bill in Pullman, peace. Bill Paxton. You're right. Love it. Rest in peace, Bill Paxton. We love you. Yeah, I love that movie, dude. That's such a great thriller. Dude, and it's just it's a trippy, trippy movie. Yeah. Trippy, yeah. trippy movie. I, I did that for my birthday. Remember, we did uh, Dead Alive, a.k.a. Brain Dead. Right. Brain Dead, the, the Bill, Bill Pullman, Bill Paxton. And then we also did The Brain. It was like Alex's birthday brain bash. <laughs> yeah. Because it was all brain movies. Right. Yeah. I think the only one it was brain bash that I didn't. I mean, it was good in its own right. It was bad, so bad it was good, but it wasn't as good as the other two. Right. Those are, are just cream of the crop. She's also produced The Nest. Okay. Oh, I have that. Yeah, that's a good one. It's a N- weird one. Nightfall. Mm-hmm. And Nowhere to Hide. And there's more. There's plenty. Yeah, she's doing uh, a lot. I'm just cherry picking here, guys. And now let's go on to our cast, which we have Kelly Maroney, who plays Allison Parks in the movie, which is, you know, the only one. Well, I'm not going to spoil it. Let's just say. She's she's one of the main stars of the she's show. She's one of the main stars. Yeah. Who played Cindy in 1982's Fast Times of Richmond High. Mm-hmm. And Samantha in 1984's Night of the Comet. Yeah, dude. And, and if you haven't seen that movie, that's I love another, her in that. You do. She's great. I love that movie in particular. It's just so weird. It's got like that maximum overdrive feel, but also right. like... And the scores in it are fucking epic. Mm-hmm. Really good music in that film. Cool, like little little tiny... End of the world movie. Right. Yeah. Definitely really good. It's a gem on pon- on top of the crown that yeah. is 80s. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then, uh, let's see, she's played Sherry Ardaway in 19... 19- oh, by the way, do you know they're remaking that? Night of the Comet? Yeah. No uh, way! I wrote the director because I was like, please tell me you're just going to do a pastiche of the old movie. Like, if you're going to remake it, do it in your own way. And do it in that that vein of the 80s. That, right. That like, I feel it. like it's going to lose the punch, but unless they do it in that, like, uh, what was that movie where the two girls are murderers and they, like, use social media? Oh, I can't fuck. think of it off the top Dude, of my head. It was one of my that, favorite but movies. But, like, two months ago, I just, I, like, finally yeah, saw that Yeah, something girls. Movie. Tragedy girls. There we go. If it was done in that, fan, in that way in today's society, I could totally get behind it. Uh, right. But hopefully anyway. they do it right, and I, I am, you got me psyched up for yeah. it, dude. That's going to be awesome. I feel kind of like a dick that I wrote that person saying that, but like I vis- envisioned it and being like that pastiche-style 80s. Well, like, you were totally like, when you, you take your movie serious. Well, that one in particular has just got a little special spot for me. A little special sauce in it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
And, and, it, and it is great. Like I said, this... I just don't think it would be that great of a film if it wasn't, like, super aesthetic. Right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, one of those films that the reason that it's so good is because of the, the time frame that it took in. Because it wasn't even popular when it came out. And then went, but the cover was awesome. <laughs> anyway, continue on. Continue I'm sorry. On. I'm sorry. We're, this is going to be a long episode. It's the Sambuca, guys. We'll try to cut back. I promise. I'll, I'll try to quit. I promise. I, I know I told, <laughs> listen, I told you guys this before. I know I've lied to you in the past, but just trust me this time. I'm going to quit, okay? Just believe me. Just believe me. <laughs> believe me. Believe I'm not in making the me. fun of addiction, by the way, so don't pull that shit with me. And other than uh, that, after the night of the comet, at Servants of Twilight. And another star of this film, Tony O'Dell, mm-hmm. who plays Fergie, Ferdy, is that how you pronounce his name? Ferdy. Ferdy. Yeah. He also played Billy in 1985's Evils of the Night. Mm-hmm. Jimmy and the Karate Kid. And not only that, he came back for Karate Kid 2. Booyah. And not only that, he came back for Cobra Kai as That's the same character. That's why he looked familiar, dude. There you go. He did look familiar. I just was like, I couldn't place it, but that's funny. Yeah. And then also another star of this film, we have John Taroski, mm-hmm. who played Mike Burnigan, who was the Death Stalker in Death Stalker 2. Yeah. And then uh, the All Nighter, which he played a character named CJ. Okay. And Carl in 1989's Damned River. I've never heard of that. <laughs> Either have I, dude. And another star is Russell Todd, who plays Rick Stanton. Mm-hmm. Who played Scott in 1981's Friday the 13th Part 2. Oh, okay. Sorry, my It's a phone. good movie to be in, by the way. Oh, yeah. And then we have Barbara Cranta. Woo-woo! Who played Susie Lynn. Right. The annoying chick in the movie, by the way. Right. She's, a, <laughs> she's the one that pretty much sealed... She did the part well, don't get me wrong, but she is annoying in the film. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She's the one that pretty much sealed her own fate. Yeah. yeah. She, she was destined to die in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, let's see, she was also in Reanimator, which is by far one right. of my favorite, favorite horror films. Okay. And she played Megan Hensley in that. Mm-hmm. Uh, 1986, From Beyond. Uh, another great one. That is... She was really hot in that movie, actually. <laughs> right. You know, I was thinking, like, I have that soundtrack, and you, you love it so much. that I love that movie, yeah. I, I almost want to give you that vinyl, but you have you would never be able to play it. Maybe I'll give you some of my shit in my collection. Maybe make a little that. switcheroo there. Yeah, I'll make a trade if you do that for me. Uh, there's some other actors, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to skip past those. Okay. But I do want to talk about some of the cameos in this movie because they are very important. Okay, yeah, mention them out. The cameo king himself, Dick Miller. Fuck yeah. That's love, right, let's love hear Dick it. Miller. Gremlins, Burbs, Terminator, everything. Keep going. Dude, it's on and everything. on. He's a Joe Dante select. <laughs> right, right, right. And there is a documentary out there because he is that guy. Yeah. And the movie's actually called That Guy, Dick Miller. Right. So if you ever want to. What that guy's name really, is, it's Honestly, Dick I don't think he is that guy. He's always been special to me. And it sucks that he died here recently. Like, that, Yeah. Other than that, we're going to talk about Mary Warrenov, who was in one of Alex's favorite movies. Yeah, I think Terrorvision. Terrorvision. Yeah, it's her and Gary Graham is in this movie. And Sorry, I'm not trying to spoil your shit, but like, I love them together in Terrorvision. So. Yeah, it's pretty good. Like, like I had never seen They Terror. worked so fucking good together, and Gary Graham was... 
so underrated as an actor. Like, I know that he was a comedic actor and he was trying to do a lot of serious stuff. Right. I've always liked Gary Graham in all of the roles that he's ever been in. Uh, and it sucks that he never got his just desserts, I feel. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I know, like, he was trying to take himself super serious in the beginning, but man, was he good in those comedy beats, dude. Like, he was just that, like, I, I his shining moment to me was Terrorvision, dude. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the family was just everybody in that movie is so great. So cheesy, so great though. Like it, the, it, it, it felt like a comedic version of ET. Yeah, I just seeing Gary Graham in this was like kind of like meh compared to what I love about right. Gary Graham. Yeah. So anyway, well, she was in Night of the Comet. Yeah. Paul Bartel is also in this movie who plays Paul Bland for whatever reason. He's a recognizable that guy face. He's right. like the, the 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 like really rich hoity-toity guy in the very beginning with sitting with Mary Warrenov. Oh yeah, yeah. You know you know what's funny? This is a bit of trivia a little bit early, but mm-hmm. I just think I should mention it since I just we just mentioned both their names. Mary Warrenov and Paul were actually playing the same characters they played in another movie called Eating Raul. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Which I thought was kind of funny. Yeah, they were being like those uh hoity-toity people. Right. Yeah. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. That's cool. But other th- that's all for right now. Okay, yeah. We've no, that's Good cameos to mention. I almost completely forgot because it's been we watched it a week and a half ago. Right, and you know it was weird. I had to rewatch Chopping Mall because I watched that god awful movie, Phantom of the Mall. Oh yeah, we were gonna do Phantom of the Mall, guys, and it was the Eric's Eric's Revenge. Eric's Revenge. And he said it was so terrible that we shouldn't even watch it. It's yeah, it was. <laughs> But I, I think we'll do it again in the future because we did that. You really want to do that? Yeah, movie. we're going to have to, man. This is the road we travel. It's bad. Yeah, and that's why we'll make fun of it. Polly Shore is in it, though. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. And it was, it was fucked up. And what I was about to say is that, like, was I he wheezing to... the juice? He was wheezing the juice. No wheezing the juice. <laughs> But it was so bad because, like, my head got fucked up because they both take place in malls, and that was why we made the connection. But the malls were so similar that I started crossing over scenes because, uh, between the two movies. Was it the same mall? I don't know. It's it, We should find out. Yeah, it's a little confusing. No worries. So let's get to the budget of this movie. What was it? Yeah, I'm curious. It was about 800000 that's not. That's actually pretty uh, small compared to what I right. thought it was. Yeah, and and it's but a, you know, Roger Corman family right. uh, knows how to squeeze a dollar. And that's exactly what the guy was saying. He's like, you know, I came on doing a Roger Corman film. I knew that the budget was going to be limited, and I wanted to show him what I could do with that. Right. They probably blew their load on that one scene, the infamous <laughs> scene. You know what I mean? Right. Plus the robots, because fuck, dude. dude, they were like straight up like kind of cool. Oh, they were yeah. for sure. Which this movie was shot in 22 days. Yeah. 22 uh, that's, days. That's actually pretty good. Actually longer than they probably wanted. Well, And, the, and they, they did this thing like as long as like they got to shoot. Three weeks is. In an actual mall. Yeah. And they had to okay it with the people who own the mall. And they had to be done by 9 a.m. in the morning. Right. Yeah. They had to have everything cleaned up. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. So now that I've bored you with my all my shit, no, it's not boring. I love all that shit. So let's let's hear what Alex has. To, what do you think, brother? Um. Okay. Well, I have. I mean, like, I'm not gonna go into a diatribe like I did with fucking Child's Play, guys. So don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> fucking Jesus Christ! I am like so embarrassed. But like, uh, like the first thing I thought, I was like, robots can't live with them, can't shop without them. <laughs> <laughs> 
But like these robots are here to protect your shopping needs. A quick uh, presentation at the very beginning of the film with Mary Warrenov and oh, dude. Some Paul Bartel, which was kind of fun. Like, like I wish they would have stayed in the film because it would have made it funner. Yeah, uh, but more fun, <laughs> whatever. Uh, but they do a you know how to operate these droids and the words. Trust me, absolutely nothing can go wrong. <laughs> sure. Boom credits. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which, you know, like, I wish it would have kept that that vibe. You know, like, I wish. Dude, that's what I, that's how I felt when I first saw it. I was like, oh. It's like, I'm not trying to take away from this film, not trying to throw shade at it. But right. I will say that I feel like it missed some opportunities a little bit. And, you know, I've seen this. It's a long, it's been a long time. Well, like it, you said, they probably threw their whole budget at making these robots right well and and that's fine like i mean i just like like there's elements in it that i love but there is just parts that just didn't flow like i felt like it should like it's cool it's a good movie to own i definitely would own it but i just i remembered it i think better than it is you know what i mean and i and i hate to say that because it's you know sort of slightly above average so it's it's a good film personally to me i just really wish it could have been more I don't know, just funny and fun. Well, it just felt like it was one note. Yeah, it, 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 I mean, there is one particular scene that everyone in this, that always remembers this movie for because it's a great gore scene. And we'll talk about that in the spoiler section if you haven't seen it. It's probably in the trailer if you've even looked it up. So it's not like we're ruining anything. But for the sake of not spoiling shit. But other than that, I mean, it's, it's rather mild, you know, silly boobs, babes, libidos, and of course, robots in this mall movie you know uh which all makes sense in the context of what the scenery is uh but other than a few gore scenes tickling my little balls uh little baby balls my little teeny dinkies um it's it's pretty slow and a kind of tropey film that you've probably seen a million times in other better films honestly i completely agree. like even the magnum pi guy whatever his name is tom Selleck, did that one movie where the robots were attacking i can't remember it's called runaway i think is better in my opinion oh uh, yeah yeah oh yeah i've never seen runaway but now you're gonna make me go home and watch it. that's a fun one yeah it's all about robots in the future and like how they've integrated into regular society you know teens get picked off one by one pretty typical stuff you know the cover of this movie is probably better than the movie overall <laughs> yeah the cover really sells you right and i think that's why a lot of people have seen it it's not that it's a bad movie again i'm not trying to shit on your films guys i'm just saying like if i had to be picky which is what i don't get paid to do (laughs) 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 Uh, but i do anyway i guess i don't know Uh, i don't know it just it just I wouldn't mind noting this down the road. It is nice to see Kelly Maroney, you know, from Night of the Comet back. I liked her in that movie a lot, which I mentioned before. But she definitely has some sort of similar moves in Chopping Mall. Like, yeah. it feels very similar. Uh, her and a bunch of hot girls and sort of hot guys, I guess. You know, of course, Barbara Crampton's in it. But she's, like I said, the the annoying one in this particular movie. Dude, yeah, they would have. Sur- she would have survived. I know. She was destined to die from the moment she opened her mouth. Like, I... <laughs> <laughs> like, and I'm not making fun of her as a person. I'm just saying the character. Like, um, they never got out of the air shaft, though. I yeah, but when think. she was in the air shaft, I was like, I don't want to be in this fucking air shaft now. <laughs> I'm <laughs> leaving this air shaft in the movie. I'm out. Later. <laughs> 
<laughs> it's just her character was written so fucking annoying. It really was. Uh, especially for Barbara Crampton. Like, come on, dude. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, there are a few cameos. Like I said, we talked about Garrett Graham, um, Terrorvision, which I adore. But the only they're only in it for like a hot minute. Like, literally, like it was like yeah. they were the star power, which is funny because they're like not the big stars, but they are in the, the horror community and the in the cult films. You know what I mean? But the, the robots are pretty cool. You know, I thought they were really cool. They have a lot of character but I just wish they were a little bit more savage. Yeah. You know, like, it, I felt like it needed more blood and gore. Uh, this movie, if, like, if it would have been unleashed in a mall and, like, everybody starts fucking getting ripped apart, I would be fucking, like, jerking off to the movie. Like, it, like I just want them to rip out their stomachs and, like, wear their organs as a hat or it something. It definitely had very, <laughs> very minimal special effects. You know what I mean? And I know it's all has to do with the budget, but I really just wish, you know, it's, it's. I just wish, I don't know. I don't know how to explain it. I just you wish it had made, more. You could have made the robot shitty and not even robot controlled just have like a, a like a small person walking around in a suit and just spent more money on the actual special effects maybe i would have forgave it well they spent a, they spent the movie or money wisely no. i think they like did a really good job they really made it stretch but all in all i'd give it a 5.5 uh for the so bo- so bad it's good kind of culty cinema i don't know if i go 0. 0.5 <clears throat> i definitely would go five yeah i'm around the five 5.5 ish but you know if for a fun quick watch and have a few laughs nothing overwhelming in the funny department intentionally or not right um definitely I, something to throw on in the background right when got people over i'd actually really love to see a remake of this movie oh yeah and i know that that's a bad thing for some people to hear but i honestly wouldn't mind it i think it would be perfect in this day and age they could make it but i think they would probably amp up the kills and shit and then they would turn them into some fucking sort of like dog robot or something that like runs down the halls at like 100 miles an hour you know what i mean like they'd fucking fucking what's his name fucking fuck it's on the tip of my tongue michael michael, michael bay yeah. yeah you know like i feel like it, they would michael bay it up and that would just be the wrong directions I think it needs to be campy. It needs to be aware of itself, but also have enough money that it doesn't look like garbage and the acting isn't shit. If they just had fun with it and did it in the sense like they kind of did with like Planet Terror or fucking, you know, like one of those faux funny fucking movies. Well, there are people out there who who were taking the 80s and doing it right. Right. Well, yeah. But the other thing is, is that they probably have to pick a different setting, too, because malls are pretty much dying now. So it's like, where would it be? Like where would they put that well, arena? Not like all. That? You would just have to pick the right mall. Like if you know they could, could be, do it, if it they, could, it could be at a convention. It could be at a convention. But think about this. Think about one of the malls that's like one of the biggest malls in America. Yeah. Oh God. Like Mall of America. Do it there. Well, they could do it in a way that it's like, hey, we just opened a new mall. Are you crazy? And it's like, this is a different mall. We're gonna have all kinds of shit, and then it turns right. into this like, You're like you could still make it a mall. All right, all you right. just have to spin it. In just a different like, way. I just please don't turn it into fucking agile, fucking like running beasts, like dogs. Like just have it like something ridiculous and just like murder everybody. Because I, I, I really want to see a robot wear a human face as a mask or something, <laughs> or like a fucking hat, little hat. Little teeny hat. I cut your fucking face off like a hat. <laughs> but what about you? Like, what did you think of this movie? Pretty much everything you said nailed it for me, man. Like, okay. I almost wish that, like, I would have went first because, <laughs> you know. 
But I, I definitely feel the same way. It, it, it was good in a sense, but it also was very bad. Yeah, like I don't mean to take away from it either. Like it's 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 definitely going to be good for some people, like and hit that sweet spot. But it seems a little too particular for some people, right? And I just see like a lot of missed opportunities. It's oh for sure. Yeah, yes. like I wish that they would have gotten a bigger budget, like even twice that size. Yeah, like if they would have had two million dollars and made this movie into a fucking like like splatter fest, like I would have been. This would have been one of my favorite movies of all time like i said dude you could have went pulled back from the robots because that probably cost them a good chunk of change Nah, the robots are fine they need to have those those robots are fine but they needed to have more gore Yeah, but what i'm saying is is they made them like remote controlled like that alone it's like you had to pay somebody to build that and be able to operate it when you really could have just paid an actor to move around in a robot well, if you suit. think about it you, i like what i think with those robots even though they don't look the same Terminate, terminate, <laughs> fucking Doctor Who style. Right, fucking, right, right. What are they called? The Daleks. The Daleks. Like, see, I don't know anything about Doctor Who. Those are those ones with the bubbles on the side, and they I have don't the watch like. Doctor Who. They have a toilet plunger on one side. That's a laser, and then like a fucking like whatever the fuck on the left. I'm gonna get hate for saying I don't watch Doctor Who, but I don't. Yeah, I'm I feel sorry. like you would get into that because you like a lot of that weird shit. That's like kind of spacey and stuff. But anyway, like I, I thought it was a decent movie. Is it one of the best movies that the '80s have to offer us? No, but it definitely deserves its place on the crown, which is '80s. Uh, I that's why I lean a little bit more 5.5 because of like some of the people that were in it you right know what i mean like yeah, and I, I totally agree with that what did you think of like um like the main lead actress and like this role versus night of the comet like did you like her i did like her actually yeah yeah um i thought she was like you know mall sweetheart what do you call it heroines like she was a good heroine yeah she likes heroin yeah she loves heroin. oh okay oh yeah i don't know her <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we had some good times. <laughs> and maybe you shouldn't be K. sharing that on a podcast, dude. You don't even know. It's like a warm heaven, bro. Let's lift off. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's, I'm not making fun of the addiction again, guys. I know it's the second time in a row, but whatever. Like there could have been more to this film. Definitely, um, it, it had its slow parts. What did you think of the mega kill? Like we, we can get into depth about it, but did you is that like the best thing in the movie? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, but was, it's so quick. It it is so quick, right? Very very quick. Um, I think more than anything, it's more the lines in this movie that make it good. Sure, yeah, because yeah, it is the way that they're delivered and what they say are just so. Dumb. comical and yeah. dumb yeah <laughs> it's just good oh, there is one edit in the movie that i really love that we're going to talk about in okay the, i just love what they're talking about like it, when it switches into it transitions i was like oh my god that was such a great edit <laughs> uh anyway anyway uh but for the most part uh it's it's a decent 80s movie okay what about a robot killer movie not the best would you would you rate this lower than child's play yes uh, would you rate this lower than Short Circuit? Yes. Okay. Uh, Terminator? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh, like, yeah. Okay, so this now... Is, this is even on the same fucking <laughs> bar as Terminator. I know. I was just being silly, but... Uh, <laughs> did you have any uh, trivia or anything that you could share? I do. I got a little trivia for you guys. You guys ready for some factoids? Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. So, Jim Wernowski, I have to give him some... Uh, some kudos because he actually volunteered to do one of the stunts really which one do you know where they throw well the 
Oh, and guys, just so you know, before we say this, uh, this is the spoiler section. So if you don't want anything ruined, it's an old movie, so we're a little lax on on right. these kind of things. But I feel like I need to give you like a if warning. you haven't seen it yet. Well, yeah, if you haven't seen it yet, it's up on Tough Shutter. Titties. You can check it out on Shutter, so you don't have to listen to the trivia and spoil anything for yourselves. Um, you can you can get that. I think it's like five bucks a month anywhere in the world. So anyway, okay. So what's like, what stunt did he do? Where like the, remember when the guy gets thrown off the balcony? Yeah. Okay, that's the one I was thinking it looked like he almost hit the fucking elevator dude i know like when i was watching it it was like is he gonna hit because you see his arm like go uh right like there's no way i'd let someone throw me off that shit right i don't give a and fuck and then he fell through the fucking the the little like what do they call those little the little, little tent things yeah the, uh, but no, kiosks. Not the tent, kiosks thank you yeah yeah but uh he you know he, he did it he said he was fine and he didn't let anybody know till the end of production that he actually broke a rib bro and still fucking went through the whole production process that's like a, a champ. That's a true professional. Uh, hell yeah. Dude. Or as most people these days would say, how dare that company allow him to fucking... <laughs> so whatever you guys want to pick for me, I'll, I'll go with it. And not only that, we got to give some more kudos to Kelly Maroney because she did most of her own stunts. Yeah, she did in uh, Night of the Comet too, I think. That's, yeah. Uh, so hell yeah. good job. You go, girl. Yeah. Uh, like you said before, one of my you stole one of my trivia facts that it was shot in a real mall. Oh, California. I didn't steal that. I just knew that. <laughs> he knew it. I didn't. But yeah, it was shot in a real mall. Okay. And we kind of already gave you that trivia that, you know, they had to clean up before 9 a.m. Okay. Other than that, uh, you know, Jim Wernoski actually did the voices for the three robots. Really? Yeah. yeah. That's funny. <laughs> Which is pretty cool. I mean, we're not talking like amazing acting here. No. You, know, no, you don't have to be. Means. It's supposed to be bad. The cameo king that we were talking about before, Dick Miller. Mm-hmm. I guess it was the same character you played in Bucket of Blood. Oh from yeah, 1959. I, I think I heard that, yeah, which was another Roger Corman. I own that movie. <laughs> I I look at your movies, dude, and I don't I don't think there's not one movie up there that you don't own. Oh fuck that! I wish I had a collection like that. I know people could put me to shame, but I have a very nicely pruned. My shit's like a fucking fucking Mr. Miyagi fucking what do you call it bonsai tree you know what I mean like I prune my collection <laughs> some people are just like yeah shit on my face I don't even care like give it to me <laughs> give me the manja <laughs> which is nothing wrong with that I'm, I'm starting to get into that zone too because I'm like I'm just gonna add be like whatever yeah just like throw it in it. there it's a dollar <laughs> <laughs> it's a dollar I'd buy that for a dollar <laughs> uh so funny that we went you said that because like that's two times we've said that in the last two episodes, and uh, we're going to be talking about RoboCop here in a little bit. So. Uh, no. <laughs> anyway, uh, the the horror movie that uh, Kelly Maroney's character and uh, I can't remember his name, but the guy who played uh, oh uh, Ferdini, Ferdy, Ferdy, whatever the fuck. Tony O'Dell. The yeah. movie they're watching is a Roger Corman film. Yeah, of course. So that's the one you can get away with, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which was Attack of the Crab Monsters. Yeah. And I kind of spoiled some of the trivia while we were talking about the cast. You know what? So it, like, you know what's really funny? Much. By the way, um, I really thought there was a scene when they were watching that movie on the TV where he's like, the woman lays against his chest all dramatically Yeah, when they, they defeat the crab monster in the movie. And she's all scared, which was like, really big. <laughs> like, you Char- just, we're talking about the character, of course. But it's like, he just wants some D. 
Like, if you want some D, just come out and say you want some D. Oh, my God. <laughs> like, yeah, that's not scary. Uh, but no, but she's like, the, the woman in the film that they're watching is leaning up against his chest. Right. And she's just like, oh, oh, like totally 50s acting. I thought, I was like, man, if they meet up by the end of the movie and do that same thing, it would have been perfect. Like, it's just like a little nod, you know, right. for all the horror fans. And they never did it. <laughs> So I was like, whatever, fine, whatever. I have a couple of trivia bits, by the way. Yes, please add in, because I was going to say I burned up the rest of them getting excited before we get to the trivia section. I already spilled the beans. The big one for me was when the jock guy, Michael, goes to uh, to get the girl's cigarettes, and she, he goes out by himself, and the robot approaches him, and he shows it his badge, and he says, all right, whatever, dude, Klaatu, Veratu, Nicktu. Oh, yeah, which was War of the Worlds. Actually, no, it's not. It's actually from, um, it was obviously popularized by the Army of Darkness. Oh, obvious. It originated as the phrase that saved the world from destruction in the movie The Day of the Earth Earth Stood Stood Still. Still. Yeah, that's the movie I was trying to think of. The 1951 movie, which I had totally forgot. Like, if you would have been like, Klaatu, Veratu, I would have been like, that's totally fucking uh, Army of Darkness. Darkness." But I had no idea that that was actually what that meant. It was like the phrase that they used to save humanity in that movie. I actually didn't know that until like, I I think I didn't know that until like maybe like five, six years ago when I was like, I actually saw it and I was like, oh shit. That was an awakening for me. That's pretty much the only like tidbit i had because i was like wait what the fuck this was before that movie what the fuck so but yeah that's all i had on that so did you have any favorite scenes in this film i have a few that i wrote over like uh like six or seven down Um, and i guarantee they're probably the same that of mine but the, the first one that stood out to me is like in the very beginning like they go to one of the girls or two of the girls work at a pizza place and the guy that's like making pizza in the very beginning has his fucking shirt covered in disgust disgusting ass fucking mess while he's smoking over the pizza right did you notice that he actually picked the cigarette off a plate no i did not see that dude i was like that is way dirty like (laughs) i think hd really ruins that scene for most people because i get like i was like holy shit this dirty motherfucker like fuck eating here you know That was like the first thing that caught my attention. I'm like, because this is like, you know, they'd already established there was going to be a party in the mall. And like these guys, like, it's really confusing because like, I'm not really sure what their ages are. I I just like it ranges. There's like a married couple. And then there's like uh, fucking like guys that work behind the counter is like young. And then did not you think it was kind of weird? They all just kind of like decided all to have sex in the same room. Yeah, that was a little weird. I thought the same thing. I'm like, damn, you guys are just like, you're like one step away from having an orgy. Why don't you just get it started? It's just like, fuck the covers. Somebody throws a bra and they're all fucking each other's mouths. (laughs) 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 Uh, Nothing wrong with that, by the way. I'm just saying, like, get the party started. Don't wait. Hey, don't fuck around. Yeah. Don't do shit half ass. Forever young. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, sorry. I don't know why that song came to mind. Like, what the fuck? Because you do stupid shit when you <laughs> There was this one scene. I got to mention this real quick. The jock guy, Michael, he comes in and kisses Leslie. Uh, that he can't wait till tonight to have sex at the after hours furniture store party that they're talking about. Uh, previous to that. And her dad walks in and says, oh, why can't you wait for Michael? And he's, I was like, oh, shit. And then she pulls the whole daddy cutesy card and says, he can't wait to take me to Susie's uh, 
B-Day party tonight. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay then. I'm like, yeah, right. He knew what was going on. He's yeah. like, well, I'll let you take care of it. Or yeah, yeah. Said, I can't remember what he said, but he's like, yeah, I know what the fuck you're going to take he's care the, of. He's you know, the jealous father, right. the like controlling jealous father. You know what annoyed me about that dude's character is that he was always chewing gum. Like an obnoxious fucking dick. <laughs> First of all, why? how old are these people? This is the thing I don't understand. Yeah, like, that guy looked like he was- If just- she's like talking that way, all cutesy to her dad, she looks like she's 26. Yeah. Okay? Like, in this movie. And I granted, like, back in the day, younger people seemed to look older than they did for some reason. I don't know why. It was all the And and a lot of times they were older than they were in the movies, so I didn't know what to fucking take from this. I'm like, how the fuck old is she that she has to fucking, you know, patronize her father that they're not gonna (laughs) fuck or something? Like, you look like you're 26, like, you haven't left the house yet? Like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> sorry, anybody that's 26 or older in your mom's house. I don't. Sorry. <laughs> so wake up, call. Yeah, like yeah, this. I'm helping you. Uncle Alex is here to help. <laughs> like I said, there was a married couple too who were like hanging out with these kids. Like, what? You mean to tell me that your marriage is so devoid of any kind of interest that you need to go hang out with some kids at a fucking mall? Right. Like, how old are you? Like, is she 16 and she got married early? Because she looks like she's 30. Right. And her fucking husband's like 38. And like, they don't work at a fucking mall. They actually have, they're like mechanics, right? Yeah, they're mechanics and she's the better mechanic. Yeah. And they started a business together because, oh, love. Right. Because it's marriage. You guys should take a shot every time I say right. Because I'm just. Or, yeah. Uh, by the way, for the last episode, anytime I say, you know what I mean? You drink, guys. Just drink the fuck out of that shit. Because <laughs> <laughs> I am plastic. so mad at myself. Like, I did not edit that right. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, why did I say that so many times? Why did I even let it go? Uh, anyway, what about you? Did you have a scene that you liked? Oh, dude, there is a couple I really enjoyed. So one of my favorite scenes is right off the bat, right at the beginning of the film, where they're at this opening where they're showing these, they're showcasing these robots. So Mary Warnoff at the beginning of the scenes when he's talking to her business partner is talking about these robots and he's like, they look like the Three Stooges and I look at him like, what the yeah, I know. Like they all look the same. It man. sounds like they're like intentionally overdoing the jokes that aren't right. funny, you know. And then like, but it's still, like, it's and then jovial. the dude Paul Bartel says, "No, the one in the middle looks unpleasantly ethnic. The one in the middle looks ethnic." <laughs> uh, I was like, "Oh shit! Wow, yeah. you better can that shit. That ain't right. This like, ain't no 2016 fly. or 2019. <laughs> shit won't fly today. Yeah. It was acceptable back then, right? Uh, supposedly." Uh, but yeah, that was like old shit, dude. Like we're yeah, like oh, yeah. fast forward, like what are we fucking Jesus? We're almost forty years into the future. Ugh. That's crazy, man. We're old as fuck. So uh, another one was uh, <laughs> when they're like gearing up, when they get to the the sports shop and they start getting guns and shotguns, and for some reason there's a fucking AK. <laughs> like what? Like, they sold this this to anybody at the mall. They're just like, yeah, we got AKs. Come on in. Yeah. You want some 242? Yeah, we got that shit. <laughs> but the dude's like, as he's gearing up and loading his gun, he's like, let's go send those fuckers a Rambo Graham. <laughs> <laughs> I had to rewind it twice yeah, to be like, is not, that what he said? He is not very threatening. No, <laughs> not by any means, which makes it fucking even more hilarious. That was funny. There was one part that I liked it that was before all of that, though. Is the Dick Miller cleaning 
scene where he's like cleaning up a mess in a messy ass bucket, dude. Like there, yeah, he like, might as well just cleaning, used paint to try to clean shit up. Like, or just piss on the floor. Or yeah, whatever. like it was so bad. I was like, what is he doing? And he's like cleaning up the mess in the mall because he's a janitor. And uh, like these two guys come out and they like make fun of him because You're he's rousing him. Yeah, yeah, because he's like the new guy or something like that. He's like fucking assholes. You'll see. I'll be out of here in an hour. Yeah, and they're like, all right, we're on our way out. <laughs> but anyway, he threatens a robot and it shocks him to death on the ground <laughs> he's all dead and smoking and they cut the sound to the kids in the party and the jock guy so like as he's smoking on the ground you can hear the jock guy speaking and he's like he's like smoking is bad for your health and the girl's like i need one and i was like that's such a good edit right there oh yeah that was the edit that i was talking about no, what I liked about that scene is that when the, the robot shot the dart at him, it just went right past him. And he's like, what the fuck? <laughs> I had to bash your robot. What the in. hell are you doing over here? <laughs> right. I just thought it was funny. And he was like, what the fuck? And you have another scene? Oh, when the girls getting, when they are gearing up to face these robots, it's like, we don't want to go in empty handed. Right. But later on, they like, they literally throw one Molotov cocktail and they had like 15 of them. Right. And they use one and then they leave them there. Right. Like they like didn't even they threw one fucking one. One Molotov cocktail and that's it. Like it just it was humorous to me. It was like, okay. Well the other thing is is that you're skipping over is the head blowing up scene. God. She goes out to find her boyfriend and her head explodes. Like the other guy, the jockey guy, gets his neck fucking slit. Right. When he's like talking shit to the robot and he says the Nick to Klatu Veratu Nick to Yeah, and he like shoots him with a trank dart or something. Yeah. That's so stupid. Yeah, really. And like the way that people run in this movie. <laughs> it, it's so Well, they probably humorous. made him run at a certain pace so that the camera could keep up or something. Like it, like that's what I think of when it, Well, obviously, but it, it just it didn't look right. And but the <laughs> robot shot lasers. Like where the fuck is it getting lasers <laughs> that it's shooting out of a mall fucking thing? And why is this mall have that much money right. that they can afford million dollar robots to survey their fucking Well, no, that property? think about like the the security doors. They were like fucking Star Trek fucking security doors. Right, but then they had stairs so that the robots couldn't go up them. Like, if you have that much money, like, wouldn't you have, like, air chutes, like the fucking Jetsons right. or some shit? <laughs> it's like, bring you next door. <laughs> there was also that other scene where the fucking mechanic guy, like, his wife dies. Like, you think he's going to die, and then the wife dies, and she gets shot by a laser accidentally trying to shoot him or something. Right. Because it's, like, spinning around, and she's like, ah! And she dies, and then the guy's like, fuck you! He's literally five feet away from the robot takes one of those goddamn mall, mall scooters. It's exactly like one of those ones you see at the airport where they're always taking the old people like on that little cart or whatever. Yeah, and, and he like runs into it and like five feet away. It's supposed to be this really dramatic scene as the uh, the robot's getting shocked and it's like, boom, and he hits it and then he dies. Yeah. And it was really dumb, but it was funny. Super it just dumb. made me laugh. And, um, that, and the dude that like when they're another scene, when they're arming up, the guy grabs the fucking six shooter. Oh, yeah, yeah, he's yeah. He's like, do you know how to use that? Oh, don't worry. I've seen Dirty Harry like 21 times. times. Yeah. yeah. Like, how does that make you an expert? You know, it's funny. Like, no one ever talks about Dirty Harry anymore. Like, you know what I mean? It was a big movie back in the right, day. Right, it was. Uh, that was like a big part of his career. You know, mm -hmm. he was big in the spaghetti westerns and shit like that. But um, 
There was that. There was also that part where the snakes and the tarantulas are all over the last girl. The the what's her name? Kelly Maroney. Kelly Maroney. She, I call her basically. She referred to her as Sarah Sarah Connor. <laughs> in this one, like the the younger version, but she's like hiding in a pet store, and they're all like crawling all over. I was like, ew, those are real. Yeah. I was like, ew. You ugh. could tell that that there's a point when they're not real when she's actually moving to get out of that little cross space. They were fake. So yeah. Other than that, what'd you think at the end of the movie? The robot explodes and Ferdy and her dude is still alive. They all hug and roll credits. It felt like a cheesy 80s moment. You know why they lived, right? No, why? Because they didn't fuck. Oh, the rules. Yeah, they weren't a part of the orgy, dude. You got to pay attention to the rules. <laughs> eh? Yeah, <laughs> hey, that's, that's a good one. <laughs> Although the married couple, why kill the married couple, though? They fucked. But they're married. It's all about premarital sex. Like, that's why you shouldn't do it. You're not supposed to have premarital sex. So, but I don't know. You know, that's just what I was thinking when I watched the end of the movie. <laughs> it's kind of a, like a shitty end, to be honest with it you. It really she, is. She like threw the paint on the ground, lights it on fire. He blows through it anyway. That was like a big ordeal. But that was <laughs> a funny part where she was like, have a nice day. Yeah. Well, it's because they were saying that to them. Every Everybody. time they would kill somebody. Right. Yeah. yeah. Overall, I mean, it's an okay movie. It's an, it's fun to watch. Like I think it's more than average at least. And I think some people will probably find this like a 7 or an 8 maybe, but for to me, me it's a 5. Yeah, it's like I I just feel like there's a lot of mispotential. Yeah. So, but we do have another fucking movie that we could talk about. Oh, what you talking about there? Well, this one's called The Vindicator. Oh, The Vindicator. You're not talking about the vibrator? No, no, no. That's my mom's. <laughs> fucking dildo. Ow. Fucking hurt my head. Anyway, yo, we got another movie fucking called The Vindicator. Came out in 1986. You hear me? Same fucking year. (laughs) It's the same fucking time. It's also known as Frankenstein 80 fucking 8. And uh, it's also known as in Brazil as Robo Man. Fucking stupid. (laughs) You get this look on your face. What is it fucking? What the fuck? It sounds like some Japanese shit. You know what I mean? Like, get them fucking Robo Man. Fucking Frankenstein 88 is better. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry. It's hard not to go into the the story of the Vindicator from 1986. Just to repeat that because we got a little wild. Uh, is an employee of a secret company operation becomes the victim of the company's special weapons project. He's transformed into a robot killing machine that, because of his program, must destroy anything that comes near him. Dear God. Like, yeah, that was kind of ridiculous. So, like, I'll get into why we picked this movie when I get into my thoughts. But it is directed by Jean-Claude Lord. Not Van Damme. I got <laughs> I know. I was waiting for it. I was like, gotcha. where is it? <laughs> like, my eyes are like, what? Jean-Claude Lord has actually done some movies that you guys probably heard of, like Visiting Hours, Minefield with Michael Ironside. He did Cover Girl. And Eddie and the Cruisers 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, which the first movie just left you on a cliffhanger. Like, what happened? Well, why did they make a sequel? Nobody knows. <laughs> nobody knows. <laughs> and nobody cares. Yeah, uh, no, I actually remember watching that as a kid. Um, the screenplay was actually written by and helped by, there's two people, Edith Ray, who actually helped to write Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone, uh, which I actually love. I think it's a really fun sci-fi indie film. Like, I love it. Edith also did Breaking All the Rules, Lassie, the TV show from the 90s, and Zuba Mafu, or Zuba Mafu? I don't know. 
Some fucking shit. Some kid's show. Also, the screenplay was written by David Preston, who had worked with her. Uh, he also helped write Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone, Breaking All the Rules. Also did Scanners 3, which honestly makes a lot of sense. <laughs> uh, did a few episodes of Are You Afraid of the Dark TV show. Uh, he also wrote some uh, episodes of the 90s version of Lassie with Edith. And Tales from the NeverEnding Story TV movie. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that or heard of it. At least I don't remember. No. Uh, some of the cast in this movie is David McMill. David McRell. <laughs> David McRight. What the fuck? <laughs> Your name is horrible. No, I'm kidding. I'm sorry. Mick. It's M-C-L-L, dude. M-C-L-L? Yeah. McGillithwraith? McGillithwraith? McLell? McKellwraith? I don't know. Sorry, David. Uh, he was Carl, a.k.a. Roboman, a.k.a. Frankenstein 88. He was in the movie Millennium from 1989 that they ended up turning into a TV show. Hollow Man 2, plus a bunch of bit parts in like Smallville, La Femme Nikita TV show and more. Also stars Terry Austin, who was the wife of Carl named Lauren. She was in Raising Cain, The Dark Mist and Gangland, amongst others. Also, it stars the black exploitation female actress named Pam Greer. She was playing the role of Hunter, an actual hunter, far stretch of the imagination there. Uh, she became known in the early 1970s for starring in a string of 1970s women in prison and black exploitation films such as The Big Bird Cage, Coffee, Foxy Brown, Sheba Baby. She was also in Jackie Brown that Quentin Tarantino did, obviously, so you know that one. Uh, you should know her. Uh, Richard Cox also was in this movie. He played the character Alex White, who was the dickhead lab leader guy. He was in the movie Al Pacino's Cruising uh, that just got re-released, actually. Another movie called Hellhole, Zombie High, an episode of Freddy's Nightmares, Alpha House TV show, the librarian TV series, plus a bunch of random weird bit roles, you know. Also, it has the late Mari Chaikin, who played Bert, the best friend who you may remember from My Cousin Vinny, Dances with Wolves, War Games of Unknown Origin, that rat horror movie with Peter, Peter, the guy who played Robocop. Oh, Peter Weller. Peter Weller. Yeah, I think I think it was him. I can't remember. Uh, also, we could talk about Robocop. I could be wrong. Peter Weller. I, I, that's what I remember. But he was also in the horror movie called Curtains, Defcon 4, Meatballs 3, Twins, Iron Eagle 2, Millennium, Mr. Destiny, Money for Nothing. Literally a ton of movies that you've probably seen. Uh, huge actor back in the day. Uh, it, this movie had a budget of about $4.2 million, uh, surprisingly. Where did that money go? I have no idea. <laughs> like, seriously. On actors? Because I... What? <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, so, Patrick, what would you think of this movie? Uh, it is one of those, it is so bad that it's good. Right. I mean, it, it don't take this movie serious at all when you're watching this movie. Just go along for it, a ride. It tried to be serious, but yeah, it's not yeah, good. It almost seems like... It's it, not the way to watch it. Is this it. movie dubbed? No, but that's what... It does kind of feel like that, doesn't it? It feels like it is dubbed. And it might it, just be the audio, but... What makes this movie just so fucking funny is the way the lines are delivered. And that's why I'm saying it feels like it's dubbed. Right. It's, it's just so poorly... The lines are so poorly delivered mm-hmm. that you don't know whether to laugh or what. It's yeah. just awful yeah uh did you throw up like i did did you throw up a little from bit from the acting yeah maybe no, a little kidding. bit yeah. <laughs> just kidding maybe just a little tingle in the back of my throat but uh it, it was just terrible i mean <laughs> it, 
I wouldn't suggest that you watch this, but if you feel like subjecting yourself to something that's so bad, go ahead and watch it. You might get a laugh or two. I, I definitely did. There mm-hmm. was a lot of this, the ridiculous scenes in this right. movie. Um, oh, overall, would I watch it again? Probably not. Once yeah. is enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm glad I did, right? Yeah. Right. I'm glad I watched it once. Well, that's about it. I don't think I'd ever, maybe I'd, since it's so rare, maybe I would pick it up. Right. Just for the simple fact to have it. Right. And that's about it. Yeah. It'll be worth $100, $200 later on. So you'll sell it again, kind of worth it. Right. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I don't really have much to say about this movie. What about you? Um, well, you mentioned the thing in the, the chopping mall that I wanted to bring up the connection here. It's like we pick these two movies randomly, like, I've seen Chopping Mall, but it had been so long, I don't remember everything about it. And I've never seen The Vindicator. We were just on a search for like a movie. Uh, But you said, you mentioned that the lightning struck and brought the robots and uh, Chopping Mall to life. Right. Funny thing, since this movie had Frankenstein vibes, (laughs) and it was called Frankenstein 88 originally, or or in another country at least, and it makes a lot of sense, so that's the connect in my mind, you know? Okay. But I just wanted to bring that up. Um, essentially, to me, this movie is like, if 28 Days Later's ripoff had sex with Frankenstein's ripoff, and then they spit out a ripoff of Baby Robocop, like, that's what you, you know... The concoction That's would the come concoction out. of this, yeah. <laughs> it, it's like a cheesy sort of sci-fi movie that was made in Canada, and it's technically considered a Canucksploitation film, so at its finest. <laughs> its finest. Yeah. yeah, it's definitely a poor man's Robocop. Essentially, the story is like Carl, a scientist at a NASA-funded lab or whatever called ARC, and I I forget what it stood for. It was like Artificial Relations Company or something like that. Uh, But they lose their... This guy loses his funding. This guy, Carl, loses his funding for his project, and he's almost near completion. But he finds out that the guy who's in charge is basically cutting him off and stealing his work or something like that, right? Right. And so, like, it's all this convoluted bullshit, but they're simultaneously trying to create some sort of mind control on people and 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 turn them into weapons against people like some sort of return of the living dead three thing or something like with the zombies or whatever like oh that little fucking what was it like almost like an erector set yeah on, like, like a human you know what i mean like it had something like that kind of vibe to it uh they were doing some like testing on monkeys and if if the monkeys were touched or like anybody bothered with them they would kill them on it would like kill things on site yeah which uh I had to rewatch that scene. Mm-hmm. Oh, I did a couple of times, yeah. My wife protested so much. Right, really? Yeah, she didn't like watching, because she knew it was a real monkey. Oh, they didn't really kill it. Well, they didn't kill it. They but probably just like, they kicked depra- it in the but head. They, they did the- agitate it, obviously, to make it yeah, act like that. They totally just kicked it in the head to make about. it... <laughs> you know, they kicked it in the face just a couple of times just to make it knocked out. I didn't kill it. <laughs> I don't know what you're getting upset about. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But anyway, they would do this testing on the monkeys. And if they get anybody who gets near them or bother, they will kill them. They The monkeys will kill on sight Dude, or, or just noise. die. But we can't get into the spoilers yet. Um, there is a program that they call it that they're doing. It's called Rage, by the way. Sound familiar? Oh, yeah. 28 days later. Come yeah. on. Yep. Yep. Um, they don't really explain any of that in this movie, by the way, because they have, you know, shittier plots to unveil. <laughs> um, but <laughs> sorry, that makes me laugh. <laughs> but like one that basically uh, almost essentially rips off RoboCop, but did it really? Cause 
I'll probably just spoil a little bit of that right now. The scientist Carl, who kind of lost his funny, is kind of like working on something in the factory when the room blows up, killing him, and they decide that he'll be the perfect candidate for the new Robot Man project uh, that they actually call Frankenstein Project. Like, really? Like, uh, even the way they named it, 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 like, you think it'd be like Project Frankenstein. Well, it's funny, too, because there's a, you know, like, I've never looked at RoboCop that way. Like, it is like a Frankenstein movie. It is. He, yeah. like, he's like wronged and then he goes out and like goes on rage and kills but it's like the reverse in some ways so it's a little weird where he's, he's like kind of slowly remembering his past right, life yeah, as like, a him he kind of it all just comes back to he's, him he's reprogrammed himself because he's actually cares and his humanity is shining through yeah anyway uh but yeah, there's a lot of that going on in this movie, but it's just, you know, a lot of ideas stuffed into this cheese log. Um, you know, it, it's this is, like he said, so bad it's good film for sure. It's not exactly superior cheese, but it's not a bad watch. It's actually pretty hard to find now because it's only been aired on Fox and can only be found on VHS, which you can get a copy for like 40 bucks on Amazon right now. 40 bucks? Yeah, dude. VHS go pretty expensive now when they have not been released on DVD or Blu-ray, dude. Yeah, damn, dude. Uh, um, but you know, it's definitely not horror per se, but I think more like thriller sci-fi. Or- I think it definitely is appealing to our demographic of people that like to watch horror movies because it is that like so bad it's good. Plus it was called Frankenstein 88. So if you're going to give me some shit, I'll hang on to that motherfucker for my life. <laughs> um, this movie actually came a year before RoboCop, by the way. So, oh, before RoboCop, before RoboCop. Wow. Yeah. Makes but, you wonder. It's like, did you uh, maybe someone tip somebody off of what it's they were weird. doing? Yeah, or? I don't know how because it's so similar. It might just have been a coincidence. Yeah, and because it is kind of an amalgamation of all kinds of different shit from the sci-fi world. So it's not exactly. I didn't see RoboCop doing some of the shit they did in this movie. Yeah, but like the overall like base of the story is very similar. Um. I don't know. Like I said, it just kind of puts RoboCop in a whole new lens for me after watching this movie. It definitely does. So there is some value to this movie just for that sake alone. Uh, if you're into ripoffs and like movies that came before and you're just curious, this might be a good, you know, movie to check out and see why. Maybe like compare. Right. A lot of, there's not a lot of gore in this movie at all, really. Just a little bit of blood and some weird like uh, white robot blood and shit like that. But there are some pretty creative deaths in it, including one in a car that's pretty much crushed (laughs) you know lots of robo man gone mad sort of antics and uh, inadvertently poor dialogue segments make it pretty fun but you know what i think about these so bad it's good movies anyway guys so it's still worth a laugh for the awkward situations that seem sort of self-aware at times but not a hundred percent but the story is so all over the place and doesn't really get all that interesting into the bitter end which isn't a work of art by any stretch of the imagination (laughs) but by any means yeah by one man's trash you know what i mean one man one person's trash is another man's is another man's toilet paper yeah Uh, but the acting is expectedly bad. Yeah. Like I would assume. But it, it, it does. It makes you laugh. The practical effects aren't too shabby in the film. So that kind of adds to it a little bit. It's, it's not in there a lot, but it's in there. And it actually adds to the film, I think, is one of the better things of the film. Um, 
There was like even this part where they show the underneath of his face that I just thought was really cool. Dude, I did too. I, I paused the movie because I was like, I want to look at this. And like, I was like, why couldn't they just had him walking around killing people doing that? Like that. Yeah. yeah like, that would have uh, made the movie so much better. Ten times better. It looks so fucking cool. But apparently that was a prosthetic head, by the way, because I looked it up. Yeah, it, well, it does definitely looks prosthetic. You can tell that the head's not real. Right. Yeah. But I will explain a little bit more. It's just Let's just say it looked like this plasticky thing over this like burnt face like like m- m- lips removed sort of skeletony kind of face looking guy with like robotic kind of thing and it was look cool it looked like, like like someone put some work into that shit so but i don't know if i'll watch this again like you said uh if at all i don't think that this i might watch it again one day in the future right. because i forgot that it's not that good <laughs> or something <laughs> like that but it's not a it's not a horrible movie to check out if you want to at least check it off your list in these sort of, uh, you know, bad, so bad as good movies. Uh, I'd probably give it like a four, maybe a 4.5 if that. Maybe a 3.5. I think four is probably good out of 10 for me. I'd probably say that, you know, in the, the so bad it's good kind of category, it's like a four. Okay, then yeah, four. Yeah, in the so bad it's good. But for like the casual viewer, it's more like a two out of 10 probably. Yeah, like 2.5, two. Yeah, it's like, I always think it's funny. Like, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this online or if you're one of these dildos but (laughs) (laughs) i'm just kidding (laughs) do you reek of pussy juice all right no like i always find it funny when people are like oh my god that was the worst movie i've ever seen i'm like let me show you my fucking hell you fucking (laughs) (laughs) i have such sights to show yeah like jesus let me show you my fucking world (laughs) like if you this is the bad worst movie you've ever seen right we literally go into the cat box and shift through the litter just watch the howling franchise you'll find a few in there yeah you'll load the gun up tell your parents goodbye (laughs) (laughs) sorry mom (laughs) bang By the way, your peanut butter jelly sucked. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, yeah, don't do that. By the way. Um. So yeah, I had some uh some trivia on this, guys. Not very much. In fact, it was fucking slim pickings. Like I mixed in a lot of the trivia. I actually felt bad that you had to look through all that. Well, I, that's I, that's why I asked you because I was like, yeah, I'll let him do the chopping mall. You know what right. I mean? Like I was gonna take it for myself, but then I offered it. to well, you. Well, I did. A, I gave you some options out. I tried to give you some ways out of this one. Well, no, I don't mind. I mean, this was the this is the work that was meant to be done. We're doing but, God's work here. Yeah. But like, guys, just so you know, like this is not a movie that is like widely known or widely appreciated. There are very few people that probably saw it on like some channel at right. night on Cinemax. So and if it you want to like, be that pretentious fucker, maybe this is a movie for you to watch. So I you don't can, know if that's pretentious. Like <laughs> You could be like, well, have you seen Vindicator? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, well. yeah, we'll take you down that hole. Um, so speaking of this movie, it came straight to video in 1986. So it was not in the theaters that I know of. It came out by a company called Key Video. Um, The other little tidbit, this is the last tidbit I have, by the way, is that the cyborg design was created by the Stan Winston Studios. So that's the creature that you see in this movie is definitely like when he gets burned and all his like worn like what, what gray call that robot material called like it's like well, not that. the robot that material that got burned off is gone right. i'm talking about what was underneath it oh check is check. stan winston's work and i'm sure 
Um, it is also the the head that they did, the like cool face that he oh, showed dude, us. That was so yeah, cool. that was really cool. Um, but at, other than that, guys, I mean, like, unless you have something else that you want to share with us, uh, please let us know if you know anything else about this movie. This is the first time I heard of it. I literally, me I, too. I remember seeing the cover like when I was it a kid. It makes me wonder, like, how did you find that movie when you suggested it, dude? It, it's weird. Like, I will go, huh? I remember that movie. Or when I'm doing notes, I'll be like, huh? I remember that movie. That looks cool. And like when I, this is why I love doing what movies these actors are in because it gives me ideas. And I forgot about these movies and I'm like, oh, we got to do that fucking movie. Right. And then I go look at that and I'm like, I look into like people who also watch this movie like this movie. And then I go down that hole and then I keep going until I <laughs> get down to the, yeah, did I get down to the superior level of cheese <laughs> and from under, but, uh, yeah, did you have any scenes that uh, you want to talk about? I kind of pretty much just wrote down the movie for the most part. Did you? Yeah, because there's Cause some really just... funny stuff. It doesn't really get that good until the end. Right. We could probably summate most of this, but... Uh... I mean, there was a couple I really liked. Uh, after the wife gets in contact with her husband, and she doesn't know how, he's just kind of like speaking through like the synthesizer in her house, which I don't know why she has all this like music equipment. Well, you're she, way in. You're like at the third act already. I know. Well, that's where I started liking some of the shit that Right. Happened. The third act is the best act of this movie. Right. Yeah, for sure. And, and she comes in, and her sister, her, was she her sister? Or I don't know. Ray, her name was or, Catherine. Whatever she was is like doing like a seance. And I can't remember what she oh, was chanting. Yeah. But the way she was chanting was yeah, just she, so. You know, you remember it? Yeah, she was trying to summon Carl's ghost. Do you remember exactly what it no, sounded like? No, she was like, like oh, no, I'm, I'm, And she's got some weird synth music playing, or, or maybe it was the movie. I couldn't tell. Because the woman that lives in this house, Lauren, the, the wife of Carl, is also a music producer, which is okay, really unique. So you don't see that in a in movie. That. All right. I must have glossed over that. Yeah, she's like trying to summon Carl's ghost in some ritual. And then uh, she was like, oh, great, why did you come home and, and, and interrupt my fucking, you know, thing? I almost I almost reached him and you made me lose him <laughs> in the ethereal plane or whatever the fuck she was talking about. And then she's like, dude, I actually just spoke to him. He's a robot. Like, like he's alive. Right. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Um, Another one of my... I well, hold seen. on. Before you go okay. jump into that, um, I want to go back to the beginning. All right. Because yours are probably later. Uh, the, the very beginning, there's this monkey, and he's like apparently programmed to do anything they type into a keyboard, which is some super advanced shit for 86, by the way. Uh, but they place a toy robot in the cage with it, and it touches the monkey. He loses monkey. his bananas, yeah. Yeah. Like, are you serious? <laughs> He does. He, <laughs> he loses his bananas, it not loses. literally, but yeah, he get he goes crazy. And then, no, I was saying, are you serious? Like, you made that joke. <laughs> I, I'm gonna go there. Hey, we're <laughs> talking about '80s cheese. All right, we gotta go cheesy. But the uh, then another guy, he walks in after these two lab people, and it's the Alex White guy, who's the dickhead the head of the company, the yeah. head of the company, the head of the project. He's like, let's see what it does when it's really provoked. And I was like, oh fuck. Like, what's he going to do? Like, shoot it in the head or something? Like, <laughs> kick it in the face and lock a banana out of its mouth or something? Like, what is he going to do? And then he goes over and just starts, like, jumping at it or whatever. And he's like... Well, he pokes him. Well, yeah, he sticks a metal spike in the cage. Like, doesn't what a he? dick. Yeah, it, it, at least it looked like a spike. Well, it starts freaking out. And he keeps fucking with it till it starts bleeding out of the mouth and then dies. 
And then, like, I was like, Jesus, it's kind of dark. Like, you know? Like, I wonder how they got the, like, fake blood in right. the mouth. Well, that's why Kelly was so much, like, just protesting against that scene. It's like, you're really watching this again? Well, it's like, it's weird because, like, the whole reason they're doing this is because, like, it's a it's a defense system to, like, fight against whatever right. is going on. Like, it's like the, the program takes over the mind and, like, makes you, like, fight and, like, take care of things. But they haven't ironed it out enough so that if it, like, keeps getting fucked with, then it just dies. <laughs> So they're like, back to the drawing board, you know? <laughs> but I love how that they also, like, when Carl dies, they steal his body. Like, they, there's some nefarious shit going on, no doubt. Right. But, like, he legit dies from an explosion, and they want to make a robo-man out of him all of a sudden? Like, where the fuck was this technology? Last thing I knew, we were talking to monkeys and shit, and they were dying. Now you're going to put him in a robot suit? Like, <laughs> Which... Since we're at that part of the, the scene where he dies, that was a cool scene, dude, where yeah. he blew up and, like, he's kind of, like, skin just Screaming. explodes yeah. off his face, like a hairdryer put on, like, ultra right. max setting like or something. Like the fucking Raiders of the Lost Ark. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's exactly what I was thinking when I saw the, that scene. <laughs> it's just funny you mentioned that. <laughs> but uh, the, I love that they also call the project Frankenstein, like... I hate that they said it was... Well, they said Frankenstein project. Yeah. When really it should that should have like, been reversed. He's like, by the way, guys, we're calling this one the Frankenstein project. And I was like, fuck you. Like, I yelled at the screen. I it was, just didn't sound right. Like, you think it'd be like Project Frankenstein, right? Not yeah. Frankenstein project. Like, if you guys are like some scientist motherfuckers, I don't remember. That, that is the accurate way to go. I don't remember what order it was in, but yeah, it just it, definitely felt weird. No, it anyway. was Frankenstein Project instead you, of Project all, Frankenstein. If you're doing some sort of like clandestine operation that's like secretive or whatever. Right. Why put Frankenstein in it? Like, what uh, the fuck? Are like, you? we can't connect those dots, yeah, dude. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> you threw me off the scent here making a fucking another dead human come back to life. Anyway, oh, uh, did you happen to laugh when the wife loses it and starts crying? I did. <laughs> I totally <laughs> It is so good, man. She's the best performer ever in that role. She looks like, what's her name? Like, what? what's her name? Like, the girl from fucking Full House? Like, oh, that's married to, yeah. what's his name? Yeah, the yeah, Elvis yeah. guy or whatever. Yeah, that's Elvis guy. The guy who likes Uncle Jesse. Jesse Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Uncle Jesse. Like, I, I don't know. I don't watch the show. You seem to know about it. So what's up? We've Talk. all seen it when we were kids, right? So what does your mother think about you watching this show, Patrick? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, oh, my God. There's there's like the funny part after that, though, is when everyone gets mauled by the primates and like Frankenstein just like bursts through the roof. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, like how the hell did he get through the roof? <laughs> like, they make no shit. There's like monkeys going ape shit <laughs> which is pretty funny too uh but they're lying they, they shoot him they pump him in the chest or whatever they don't show him getting shot but they just show him laying next to a pile of fake blood mm. which i was like oh <laughs> i started laughing but they uh they try to burn carl alive and that's when he gets this like cool unique robot look where it's just his eyes like you can only see his eyes and he's like wearing this full robot outfit and like well, he they they made a, a what, some kind of note to that beforehand. It's like, thank God his his eyes weren't damaged. And they're like, oh yeah, thank God he's wearing his goggles. Like, right? <laughs> what? I, yeah, I don't understand because he has them on and off throughout the movie. Right. Like sometimes it's like pink flesh eye with this like plastic over his eyes, and then other times it's like 
completely black. I didn't right. understand. Like they lost that prosthetic of the the costume, right? Because he like goes walking out after that and goes to the toy store for some reason, and he's like staring in the window, and I'm guessing he could see himself, or the dolls are laughing at him, and he just decides to break the window out, <laughs> like because they're all laughing, and they're all gonna laugh at you. Oh, anyway, this is bad. I hope you guys are following along because this movie is really all convoluted. over the. This movie is all over the place, anyway. So after that, the three bikers pull up to him. They're like, "Hey, what's up? What are you doing? This guy's walking around," and they don't realize that he's a fucking killer robot. Nor does Carl himself know that he's a killer robot. Really? Well, then they say something like he's like a walking ATM, and he's like, well, "Let's go make a withdrawal." Yeah. <laughs> Such bad shit. But they like, he's all like playing hide and seek with them, and he's like hiding from these bikers. And then one guy comes in with a chain because, you know, it's the 80s and everybody has a fucking chain. Right. Why does it? Did Have you ever been in a fight where somebody had a fucking chain like that? Uh, Actually, when I was in high school, I, there was one time, I guess. Yeah, but like, like there was like yeah, nothing ever came of it. But I just thought it was weird when my friend brought it. I was like, dude, I a, had a wallet you got chain, a fucking eighties chain, and I definitely used my wallet chain in fights. Like, I mean, I had like a massive wallet. chain. I don't know. It just seems a little overdone. You know, what yeah, I mean? like it's too eighties tropic. <laughs> well, but why not? But anyway, he's all hiding from them, and he and he uh, kills the the chain guy. He like grabs him and chucks him into a fucking pole. <laughs> and I thought that was cool because like he did it. It was like pretty intense. And then this other guy tries to stab him and it breaks the knife. And then he crushes the other guy's head with like the third uh, biker's head. Yeah. Because he can't prevent himself from stop himself from, Please from fighting. Don't hurt me no more. Yeah. <laughs> Why did you hurt, hurt me, me, Daddy? <laughs> Uh, so oh. then, uh, Carl goes back home and lets his wife know that he's still alive through the, the keyboards, by the way. Yeah. How is he communicating through that? I don't know. He gets Wi-Fi apparently. He's he, he he's got Bluetooth or something. He didn't even have Wi-Fi back then. <laughs> Who well, knows? Maybe it was cell phone or something. There we go. Cell phone reception. Yeah, he just know. knew the frequency. Um, one of the scientists is like talking to Alex White, the head guy, the business guy, the one that runs the project. And she walks this part fucking. I was like, what the fuck? Jesus. She walks up to him and she's like, so what? I just don't understand what made him kill all those kids. And I'm like, wait, he didn't kill any kids. He killed like three bikers. Oh, and, yeah. And, he and, like- and she like. He like slaps the shit out of her. <laughs> yeah, like full on pimp smack. He was like, like, and she's just like, you motherfucker, what the fuck? And he really slapped her in that movie, oh, dude. Oh, is that right? Yeah, oh, it looked like it. Like it, it definitely, yeah. I mean, I, she was like, he was like, see, I attack you and you get angry. His onboard computer doesn't allow him to prevent him and his thoughts to keep him from fighting back. And I was like, what are you trying to say, dude? Like... <laughs> And she's just like, oh, right. I get it. Oh. Right. She's like, and then she should have just jabbed him right in the fucking ding dong. Like, ding that's long. what I would have done. Fuck slapping me. I don't, <laughs> like, I don't care. I mean, like, you don't slap people. Like, fucking make a point. Right. But, they, you know, he's a dickhead this whole fucking movie. So uh, Carl is, like, hiding out in a junkyard and playing with this kid who's, like, a starfighter. He's like, pew, pew. Throwing, <laughs> like, like throwing rocks at him. Yeah, he's like throwing rocks and Dude, bottles and at this, the car he's in. This is where I thought the movie was going to I thought like, they were going to crush the kid. Yeah, me too. And I was hoping, I mean, sorry, I may be fucked up in the head, but I really want it to happen. Like, Yeah, I mean, he deserved it. That would have took the movie up a notch for me. Right. See, that's what I'm saying. I'm fucked up. Like, I've already, well, I mean, I think it just, you know, all these years of like being destroyed by horror movies and, uh, 
you know, murdering people, things like right. Just kidding. You know, <laughs> if you're gonna do it, you might as well crush dude, a take kid. Take it or to two. the limit. All right, yeah. crush a kid. Come on, <laughs> fucking crush him. Well, like I was gonna say, since you're on with this scene, like the way that they shot, like because you remember he's like, I can find a place for you to hide. Yeah, and he goes it, and he throws the tr- car over or whatever. It looked pretty good. Yeah, no, they did a good job. They, like they, I didn't see any ropes or anything. Right, and, and it, but they even made the kid go underneath. Mm-hmm. I was like, that's not safe. <laughs> Like, don't make a kid go under a fucking car, making bro. Making the kids, like, making the parents sign waivers and shit. Yeah, like, if he kids. dies, we'll pay you $3 million. We'll, we'll pay you whatever the movie makes. They're like, okay, <laughs> Here's Billy, run. <laughs> Papa's going to get rich. They're like, kick out the tire. Kick out the tire. <laughs> They're like, just fucking drop the fucking thing. <laughs> just pop it. Pop it. <laughs> pop that motherfucker. All right, I'll stop. <laughs> so uh, after that little fucking uh, little fucking popping kids thing, <laughs> which they should have done. I know Catherine tries to. That was where the Catherine tries to summon Carl's ghost, which we thought was funny. Then we have Massey, which I don't remember him as a lab guy. I guess he was one of the guys in the very beginning who was like that helped save his life and make him Robo Man. You know, Frank. Oh, you talking about the guy who's like, yeah, his name is Massey. He's like, if you you got a beautiful family, and he's like, oh yeah, it's, if you don't want them, you if you don't want them, I'll take them or something like that. And I don't like, remember. He was like the guy with the beard. He was like the well. There's this. Oh, I was thinking about the fat guy. His no, 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 no. Yeah. So there's Massey. This guy. He's one of the scientists. Apparently, um, he's at the. He's like at home and. Uh, oh, dude. He just finished having sex with this girl, and he's like, now get out. And After she does a massive line of coke. Yeah, like, and, and then she's rail. like visibly upset and says, but I need cab fare. And he's like, I'm not a fucking goddamn bank. Take a fucking bus. And then the girl breaks some shit downstairs and runs out crying. And two guys stop her and he's like, let her go. She's a lousy fuck anyway. I'm like, <laughs> Jesus Christ. But dude, even better than that, like after he does that big rail of coke, he's like, intelligently he's like i have some thinking to do yeah <laughs> like, yes yeah. well that's what you do on coke you know what i mean <laughs> deep thoughts with coked out addicts um i don't know this 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 of course this behavior of him being a dick to this girl doesn't go unpunished because he gets chucked out a window onto a car after begging for his life from robostein i you know? save you I shaved your life. And he's like, you may be a monster. <laughs> he fucking chucks him out the window. I thought that was funny. Um, apparently, Carl, a.k.a. Robo Stein, I keep calling now, uh, he hides down in the sewers and he's being hunted by none other than Hunter. <laughs> Pam Greer, pretty much. Which the girl who ran out earlier, this was like a weird part from that guy who got thrown out the window. <laughs> she like gets stabbed in the neck by Hunter and she dies. Oh yeah, I thought that was like what the was... fuck was that all about? Weird, like, like she's why? interviewing because she's a loose end. Oh, she's she's covering the tracks, right? And I actually thought it was a cool scene. Oh, they didn't really, yeah. I mean, it was okay. It's not a good scene. It, it, no, but it was one of the memorable scenes of the movie. Well, yeah, because you're completely baffled as to why. Like that's how I felt. Yeah. Well, I kind of figured. Oh, you know, she's a hitman. Just you know, you knew you saw some shit. She's good. She's a cleanup you, woman. You're, yeah. 
when she goes into the sewers and some random workers down there <laughs> talking about, what are you doing down here? What you the need fuck authorization. Are you doing yeah. And she's all like, we're exterminating. And he's like, shit, I'm out of here, lady. <laughs> I'm the fuck I'm out gone. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was so funny. Like she let him live. Right. Like, because I guess you, they were exterminating. I, I don't know. But she, she gets attacked um, by Hunter or Hunter gets attacked by uh oh, no no, no that's right hunter is attacking they have this like acid spitting thing that well they... yeah because it's supposed to be like the suit's indestructible to anything pretty much right but they have acid and they're like pour it on this one spot it'll kill him <laughs> right and it was funny because when they were pointing at the spots it just looked like they were pointing at his crotch right and they also like <laughs> covered over the whole like water it was water that they were spraying but they like went back on top of the film and like added color over it so that it would look like yellow or something or orange yeah it looked orange like, yeah it didn't look right whatever it was like it was sun kissed or some shit they were spraying it, it yeah but guns. it looked fake like it didn't look like yeah it didn't look like it was that it was, was like colored out. on the fucking yeah. film negative or whatever uh i don't forget what they call that i just brain dead or something but i thought that was kind of weird um and then he like freaks out in the in the sewers right and he likes throwing his arms around he's having like a mental robo breakdown well he actually sees his face again and it's like you can't have two robo breakdowns dude you're a fucked up robot get he's, over it patrick dude. man how cold and callous do you have to be this um, man's been through a lot oh fuck this guy <laughs> <laughs> grow some robot balls all right <laughs> There, there was this one part that really cracked me up uh, after that part, though, because, like, they cut to these guys that are, like, casing and listening in on the fucking wife to make sure that he doesn't go back to her. So they're, like, listening to anything she's talking about. And, like, you hear, like, some chick talking over it, and she's, like, and it's his, um, it's, it's that Catherine chick, and she's, like... She's like, excuse me, Captain, can you play something a little more cheerful, like the Death March? <laughs> and it was so like, I was like, wait, what? Did she say Death March? Cheerful? And then I was like, oh, they're making jokes. Yeah, that, that's poorly delivered. I lines. get it. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Heidi ho. Um, that was a terrible joke, but it was funny, like to me, because I thought it was an ill-intentioned. I was like, "Did they just throw that in there to see if we're paying attention?" Because I'm losing track of this movie right now. Yeah, um, that was after that was when they she he reveals what he looks like under the mask, right? Because they go to the church or whatever. Well, there was like some kind of hidden met because remember she was uh, playing music and she heard something on the recording. Oh. And she played it back, and it was some kind of rhyme. I can't remember what the rhyme was, but was it was it? like, meet on the church on 5th or whatever. Oh, that's right. She plays it. <laughs> Play that record backwards. <laughs> she does some fucking, like, sleuthing. Right. So she goes to the church. And, and, and then you see the big reveal of his face, which was really the, cool. Really cool, yes. Yeah. I really liked that. It was like this weird plastic encased brain and wired teeth underneath that were all mashed and fucked up. Yeah. It's like, man, that looks so cool. Like it reminded me of a I just wish that he was like a robot that would eat people or something, you know? Like I don't know what it is, but I just want robots to tear people apart. <laughs> like, can we not have that in a fucking movie, please? Like Death Machine did it, I think, but I just want it the the whole time it's just robots eating people. Like and they're not even like processing the food. They just like just, just don't even give a fuck. They just, just rip you apart. Just, <laughs> <laughs> they just wear it like a hat. Your blood is my lubrication. <laughs> um, then they have Carl's lab buddy, Bert, who's like talking to Carl. And is a total pedo. 
Right, he is like, a little weird, but he like, but before you find out like that he's like this bad guy, he's like, here, I'll leave you a note on the ground because I don't want to come near you. And then he's like, you're the best, Bert. You're, I knew I could depend on you. And then he falls through the floor into this like vat of ice. I don't know what the, the fuck it was. It's some kind of resin that hardens. Right. But it was, it was like, they look like ice. It did. It really did. They like freeze uh, Robo Man, and he's like stuck in this thing, and, and then becomes the, a Sino Man, right? <laughs> Big old block of ash. But like Alex White, the sinister boss, tells Bert that he needs to kill the wife Lauren, and that wasn't part of the deal. And they kind of slowly edge right before this that he's like got a thing for her because she kisses him on the cheek, and he's all like, mm. "Well, remember at the beginning of the film, he was like, if you ever get tired of your family or something, like I'll take him." Right. He's like, sure. Like, who fucking says, sure? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, what? By the way, guys, if you want to watch this movie, you can find it on YouTube. But we talked about that. Didn't yeah. We? Um, yeah, I thought that was really weird. But anyway, yeah. it was like, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit, Bert. And then he's like, that wasn't part of the deal. You, I don't want to kill Lauren. Because he loves her. And this is where Bert gets really dark. Right. You're missing the scene, though. Like, this is... Oh, go ahead. Like, the scene, like, because... After he gets hardened in this resin, load him in the truck, and they start taking him back to the ARC facility. And, like, I don't know how the fuck he's moving. And, like, we failed yeah. to mention that every time he's provoked, it's like his beeper goes off. And, oh, yeah. And that's it's right. just beep, 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 And somehow he's moving, which they don't show movement at all. The thing just starts wobbling around and causing the truck to lose control and eventually makes the truck veer off this, yeah, like this it highway. Busts, it busts out the back of the truck. Right. And then they it shakes the truck so much because it weighs so heavy. Right. That it fucking they blow up in the sky before it even goes off the ledge. And it didn't even look like a truck. It literally looked like a flaming bag of trash. And it just <laughs> made, it was like, come on. Alright, put your man eighties in there, a couple of bananas, we're good. Right. <laughs> Throw in that dumpster and just launch it right off yeah, the edge. Just there. kick it out into the fucking like <laughs> California ditch there. <laughs> but that that's my no. Go ahead. <laughs> no, no, no. That was a really funny part. Now this part, this is where I gotta get a little in depth here, but so this is where the movie gets good. Okay, like the, these two, these past few parts that you just saw, this is where it's like finally the movie has takes made, a kind of dark turn, right? Like things are like actually kind of interesting now. So Bert tells Lauren that he loves her and that he'll be her child's father, and she's like, "Wait, what? <laughs> we go to somewhere where they won't ever find us." Yeah, and then she's like, "What happened to Carl? What happened to Carl? Carl? <laughs> Carl? Carl? Carl?" <laughs> but she's like she realizes there's something wrong and he's like ordered to kill her of course so he gets all ultra creepy at this point and he does a really good job of switching oh, from dude. from like nice guy to bad guy like i have to give him credit there and that's probably why he was in so many movies mm. this wasn't a shining example of his career necessarily it's probably no, not by any means yeah this is the streak in his underwear but still he pulls <laughs> <laughs> the little butt goblin yeah he pulls uh, a gun uh she pulls a gun on him and they roll down the stairs like which look pretty tragic actually because dude you gotta admit dude i like that's one of the parts i laughed hard on where she tries to climb back up the stairs and he's like pulling her down just right. like ever slow she's like eh. <laughs> yeah, and it looked like it was her, dude. Like, she kind of, like, you kind of roughed her up. It was, like, a really uncomfortable situation, guys. Like, probably one of the more action-packed scenes, too. Right. Which is really weird, because we've 
Seeing a robot get into a fight with a bunch of different people, and the best scene we've seen so far is, is this a fat guy trying to creepy rapey guy <laughs> that's like fucking manhandling a woman, which is you know it's, like I said uncomfortable. But he tries, he does this like weird rapey thing where he like gets on top of her and he's all like trying to kiss her and shit and choke her out yeah. with a phone cord. I was like, ugh. Like, why did you need the phone cord? It because, wasn't a, like remember he, then like the the friend comes in right. It's just him trying to kiss her and shit. It was like, ugh. Ew, yeah. It was really creep. I was like, ooh, this is not what I want to see right now. Uh, but yeah, the friend comes in. She's all like, oh, well, get a room or some shit. And then tackles him off her. Right. And then and then they help each other. But the funny part, this is the part that really makes me laugh. It's like Catherine's like this hero for saving fucking Lauren, right? Uh, but what I don't understand is that they walk into the other room, literally 10, 15 feet away. Oh, I know you're and going. And she's like, wait here. I'm going to go get the car. And then all of a sudden... Bam, Hunter's there, snaps her neck in some really awkward looking Like there's no way you'd be able to snap her neck. Yeah, like, like that. He, she cracks it like four different ways, like which is really weird. She like pushes it back and then forward again. <laughs> it's like that. And then slides down the law lo- the wall looking at Lauren. Because that was important to get done. Um and Catherine says but 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 the funny thing is when she told her like to wait there I'm going to go get the car like the first thing I'm thinking I'm like dude there's a fucking rapey dude in the other room 15 feet away you didn't fucking crush his skull in you kicked him in the stomach a couple times yeah the dude's not dead like get the or, fuck out of or the even house even knocked out right like I was like, what the fuck are you thinking? Uh, but anyway, after you know, she snaps Catherine's neck. Lauren runs the opposite way and like gets Bert's fist just punches her. <laughs> dude, the punch was great. <laughs> like, I, it's not like we get off on this kind of shit, guys. But just like as ridiculous as this movie is, it's not to be taken too seriously, right? Uh, but it was funny. She she like practically runs into Bert's fist <laughs> and then gets knocked the fuck out. I was like, go damn. Uh, but anyway, Hunter goes on about nice and clean. I'm like, she's like, that's it. Nice and clean. I'm like, nice and clean would not have been killing somebody like in their living room and had a tussle on the ground and like wrapped a phone cord around people's necks, rolled down the stairs. There was obviously a struggle like that's not nice and clean. OK, Pam Greer. Like, I don't know what you're thinking. Um so Bert has got to take off the bodies to like the river or something, right? Yeah, it's just, there's a lake behind the house, and he's like, he's like, give me an idea, give me, I don't know what to do. She's like, well, if I was smart, I would do. And he's like, oh, there you go, take that idea, and then he runs off. But like Lauren's waking up as he's about to drive off, and then runs literally car first into Carl, who then pushes the car back. Like a trash compactor, dude. Right. Oh, it was so good. It like, was pretty cool, like, what they did. Like, I don't know how they did the car like that, but it was right. cool. And, and they did a lot of good practical effects in this movie like that, as far as the, the staging goes. Mm-hmm. I probably wonder if it's like, I don't know if you've seen, remember Christine? Did you watch that movie with us? Oh, yeah. Um, When they did the car, like, it was like the dents came out of it. They probably used the same material that made it, like yeah bendable like it's like they can form some sort of aluminum or something maybe because he like crushes it so easily dude it looked and it looked good it looked authentic right and then he pushes the car back and there's like dead Catherine in the seat on his lap and bert's like getting fucking crushed by this car and he's like screaming with a little bit of blood coming out of his eye but it almost looked like he pulled her into his lap like i don't even know what the fuck that was about yeah (laughs) weird she was like i mean she was sitting on the seat like i don't 
Like, I don't know. It didn't make any sense. But it was cool. He got crushed. Yeah. It's definitely that, like- that's the unique kill in the movie. Oh, yeah. In my opinion. But, of course, they hold Lauren hostage to make Carl do White's bidding. And uh, Hunter makes a deal with Carl to get out of the situation, but throws Lauren at him, which means it should have made him to auto kill because his programming. But apparently he reprogrammed himself. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> and that scene was kind of I actually kind of like that scene. It's like, oh, I seen how you kill. It's messy. And she just fucking blows her own brains out. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? It like, was calm good. down. Like you were a true samurai falling on your sword. <laughs> and this is the other thing. After that happens, they go back to the main lab to fight Alex or whatever, or stop him or what. I don't know what they're doing really. Uh, but I think they go back to the lab. And then of course that head guy is actually now a robot. Is that what it was? Yeah. He had like had the whole gear on and shit, but he wasn't like, he'd like kept parts of him. Right. Okay. He, so he had the gear on. He wasn't a full robot. No. Oh, okay. See, I wasn't understanding that. I didn't understand. I just know that there was like two other robot guys and like they have like Carl and Alex have the stupidest fight in this fucking movie, by the way. They do. It was really terrible for two robots to fight or whatever. That kind of goes back into what I'm saying about the practical effects that they did do as far as the scenery. Like when they're fighting and they're tearing the place apart, it looked like real steel. You know what I'm saying? Like when the, they ripped the stairs down and it looked good. Okay, but the fight was dumb, right? The, it was dumb as shit. Okay, like. But as far as the destruction they were doing to the set, sure. Look real. Yeah, but they were just like too focused on that and not enough on the actual fighting part. Right. Because it looked like two dudes who weren't really trying to fight, fight. Right. It was like you fucking around with your best friend or something when you're drawing. Yeah. You're like, like, all right, you're it. ready to go into this. We're going to throw you into this. Like, be careful. Okay, hold on, Bob. You ready, Bob? Yeah, let's do this. You know, and it's like, uh, 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 me. <laughs> <laughs> but everything's being destroyed around Ooh, them. Timesies. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you hurt my ankles. Cocoa break. BB. <laughs> anyway, so like basically to make a long story short, Alex gets his suit filled with, like, robot blood and drowns, I guess, right? Right, with whatever they were using. It yeah, was like- Carl jams it into his little fucking suit hole, <laughs> and then it fills it up, and he's like... <laughs> it was like some kind of oxidizing thing that had oxygen in it that would feed oxygen to the brain so right. it would be able to that operate. That was his blood. Right. Mm-hmm. But he wasn't full robot, so he didn't really need it, so he ended up drowning in it. Right. What did you think about the very end of that, though? Like, the end of the movie. Like, the end end? Yeah. Like, they don't explain. They just said he was hurt. Like, right. Carl was hurt, and he was bleeding all his white shit out, which he was in the lab with all the white shit that he could ever want. I think what they should have did, because it, to me, it sounded like they ended up sending him to Mars, and he was... The first guy. Is on that what it was? Yeah, like that's why he was a hero. And this kid's like holding this woman's hand. You don't know who they are at first, and it's like he, they're at the Ark Lab. They're like, and that's how this and this happened, and that's how these suits were made. And then this little kid's like, "Is he a hero, mommy?" And she's like, "Yeah, he was." In my opinion, they could have did that. That scene, it should have just ended right there, and they should have just shown him like maybe halfway through the credits on Mars. You know what I'm saying? Like doing shit, right? Like they, I was like, is his rotting corpse just in that suit? <laughs> I mean, somebody had to go in there with a spoon or a fucking toothbrush or something. To and clean how did out. they have the suit if they sent him to Mars? <laughs> like, it, there's so many plot he holes. He died at the on end. Mars, but he came back somehow because he's a robot. <laughs> Calm down, Patrick. Right. Fucking Sorry. Jesus. Taking it too serious. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, but yeah, guys, that's pretty much it. I know we've kind of gone on and on about these movies. Um, I'll have a lot to edit out, probably. <laughs> probably. But, more uh, than likely. I hope this one was a little bit more coherent than our Child's Play episode for me. Uh, anyway, Patrick was fine. That's it for our Robot Mayhem episode here of Chopping Mall. And of course... The Vindicator, uh, both from 1986. So, um, just as a reminder, you can check out Chopping Mall on Shutter. You can also check out The Vindicator 86 uh, on YouTube. So, if you're interested in watching either of those, you can check them out. Um, Chopping you- Mall is also on Prime if you're a Prime member. Oh, that's right. It is on both places at once, isn't it? It is. I forgot about that. I saw that, but I think one of them's HD and one of them isn't. Mm, you're right. Yeah, you're right. So, I mean, the HD one is on Shutter. Okay. But I didn't know which one to pick because I remember going, uh, this one, I guess. <laughs> sure. I was like, okay, this one's the 80, 1080p one. But anyway, if you guys want to check it out, have you seen these movies? Have you heard of the ones we're talking about? Did you think the th- same thing that we did? Do you disagree? Are we complete assholes? Um, did we ruin your childhood? Let us know in the comments down below. But other than that, we'll be back next week with a new movie called Midsommar. Midsommar. So stick around for that. We'll probably have a lot of thoughts to unpack with that one. So oh, we, yeah. That one's going to be some heon fucking shit, I bet, guys. So I uh, hope you guys have a great rest of the week. And now live the void. Yes, too.